0: everybody, and welcome to the Medivac Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Myers, joined by our other host, David Reed. Hello, everyone. Uh, before we hop into today's episode, please keep in mind, if you're, uh, if you're new here, you'll learn something. There's a price for the show. You have to share it with a friend or family member if you get something out of today's episode, or if you get something out of today's episode, period. Share it. Interact with it somehow. Like and comment. Do all those things. Ask questions. Say yeah, it every time. Every time. Yeah. yeah. There's Ask not enough questions. Interact more. We're here for you. Our guest today is Aaron
1: Withrow. Back, Gents. Back for number two. Back, Back for number two. Again. I really had a fun time last time. I'm really excited to talk to you guys about what's been going on. I right
2: mean, here. you asked us. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I am.
1: Very passionate. So, got some fun stuff to talk about. Glorious, glorious mustache. Thank you. My God. I got a lot of comments after the last one that uh, I compared myself to Joe Dierte. But… Uh. Um, between my circle of close friends, we're just gonna to stick to the gay pirate. Gay pirate, yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. Not really ready to accept that life decision yet, but I do like the role model. Mm. So I'm feeling more Yosemite Sam to be. Quite Are we?
0: Right. It's it's pretty Yosemite. Is it getting Sam. there? Yeah, it's pretty there. It's pretty much there. Um, I just think you
2: should be casted for the second season of 1883, but that's just me. Oh, <gasps> actually,
1: it's like you know my love language. <laughs> I <don't know> how. <laughs> um, yeah. We're past that critical barrier where the wife is like. She used to be, you need to shave it. Please shave it. It's annoying. Please don't shave it. I really like it now. I'm like, right. We finally made a breakthrough. So anyways, long as long as mom know. is happy, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> as that long is, as mom's happy. That That's is right. awesome. Plus it smells of leather bound books and rich mahogany. Oh, so, uh, yes. And last week's lunch. man. And last week's <laughs> lunch. I have to stay away from peanut butter forever now.
2: Uh, oh, man. Peanut yeah. butter is uh, my kryptonite. Yes, just I know. I mean, it's also a predator. food just sticks. Group. Right like, It's in the, the whole bottom yeah. layer of the pyramid, I, I heard. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's so a foundation. The and, and the top. Yeah, I think it's uh, both. <laughs> I want some peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> Quite frankly, I'm in mean, the nut butter that I can, you know. Aaron, appropriately.
1: 14 years mm-hmm. in uh, Army oh, medevac. Oh, 03 to 17, did a short mm-hmm. stint in a cash, wasn't happy. And then, yeah, got into medevac. Yeah.
2: So if you want to hear his story, you could go shuffle back in our playlist and hear Aaron Winthrow's story yeah. of… Lots of shit talking. Uh, mostly shit talking. Mostly yeah. shit well, talking. Same
0: epic beard. There, yeah, there were some excellent stories of medevac in there, though. If you guys want to hear some pretty cool medevac stories and what it's like to be on the army side of medevac, <clears throat> you know, the little
1: brother. I will say, it has been <laughs> cool this year listening to the medevac podcast and kind of connecting with some of my other army medevac um, uh, the pilot from Alaska. That's yep. about to tour. Cody McKinney. Yep, Cody. Uh, with uh, no combat experience, so he's rolling out with heavy experience himself. But yep. you know his unit's a little little green, very green. Cool guy. Yeah, cool dude. So mm-hmm. getting to know some of the other people that have been on the podcast has been pretty dope so this the, whole year.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the the uh, dustoff community actually adopted that. So the com- the command sergeant major is that what really is that what command sergeant major? CSM? Yeah. Sorry, army lingo. It's okay. Uh, Command Sergeant Major of Dustoff, I guess, reached mm-hmm. out to to me directly and they implemented Cody McKinney's video as part of their uh, their training environment.
1: Nice. So every enlisted member in Dustoff was forced to listen to it, I guess. Okay. No, it's <laughs> but, a good one. Yeah, I, it was a really, really good one. I immediately yeah. reached out to him on Facebook and was like, hey, man, I don't want to be a creeper, <laughs> but nice um, bones. Yeah. Can, we, can we be friends? Yeah. So anyways, that he dude was has, totally cool with it.
0: Yeah, that dude has... The, the most upstanding style of leadership that I, I think of everyone yeah. we've had on the show. Cool. I mean, the most directive, yeah, uh, upstanding style of leadership. Good job, I've Cody. Seen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
3: <laughs> I'm
0: just going to keep, uh, keep talking good things about him. But anyways, um, why are you I, back? I'm back.
1: I want to talk. I, one quick about. question. You said um, you want people to share. What's your best medium? I've been sharing all of your Instagram uh, when MetaBack Podcast comes out there. What's your favorite?
2: I would I like you to print out uh, about three thousand flyers, okay, and go uh, hand them out on <laughs> okay, the as a roofer of I'm New York. What's going on. <laughs> yeah. okay, I got this. You could do it by drone, then. You know, mm-hmm. your roofing drone. You could just, and then drop, just drop all flyers. the flyers.
1: Yeah. Psychological warfare. Yeah, it's I'm like down. Psyops, right? um, <laughs> so, you ask, why am I back? Um, so between last year and this year, we had something kind of bubbling mm-hmm. um, when I was down here last, and it came to full fruition. Yes. Um, Got a great friend of mine, Chris Dorward. He is a uh, real estate agent in Rockwall. Mm -hmm. And real estate agents are, in my opinion, they're the doorway to our community. So who's putting all these veterans up in this North Texas area, which Mm -hmm. is pretty massive? Um, Realtors are. And our little community is very tight. We got about Mm a 14% veteran population. It makes Rockwall the largest veterans community per capita in the state of Texas. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a small county, but we just, we have a really healthy, robust legion and veteran community. Yeah. So we started, and we're always participating in something, always at like boot shoot or, yeah. you know, all these different events. And it's like, why don't we do our own? We've got a great um, gun ranch out there called Texas Gun Ranch. I teach there. Okay. Um, All about that soccer mom life. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> do you bring the minivan with the mini gun oh, yeah. on it or? <laughs> the, the soccer moms with the, uh, well, my husband bought me this. What's that? It's Python? Yeah. <laughs> might be too much gun for you, but let's just go ahead and give it a whirl. It's yeah. a judge. Um, it's a judge. The judge. <laughs> um, you'd yeah. be shocked how many 45s yeah. I get out there on 95-pound frames. I'm like, yeah. it's not really? doable. Well, we that's because just- some
2: knucklehead saw in a Clint Eastwood movie or something that's it's- like, the well, 45 has the best stopping power. Yeah. yeah. But.
1: It, it'll knock the barn door down. Yeah, but you can't shoot anymore. Yeah. So it's a danger. Um, or in 45 yeah, it's three 70. bullets. Let's be <laughs> realistic. He bought her a gun, hoping she wouldn't shoot that gun, and then he's free to take over that gun. Yes, I have done that to mine. Personally, at least two or three times. Oh, you don't. This one's too heavy. We'll get mm-hmm. you lighter. I'll take. Oh, you this don't one. want this we'll Cal Caltech twelve one. gauge? Yeah. <laughs> it, it can shoot fifteen rounds. <laughs> one in the pipe. Magnum five hundred. Yeah. yeah, every time. Yeah. Um, yeah so anyways, we'll we get you a glass. Uh, we've got a great <laughs> facility. We've got a great community. We raise a ton of money within the community. So it's like, why don't we do our own thing? And we've always supported um, two big organizations, Defenders of Freedom. Mm-hmm. They're the coordinator for medical treatment. But there's another uh, special operations community called Coast to Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Wilson, Green Beret, um, kind of runs that one. Okay. And they're just two organizations that we get real passionate about. So we decided to go ahead and put on our own clay shoot, raise the money and get it over there to start doing some good. And that. it being our first event, we had big eyes. And I'm really proud to say those big eyes, we hit our mission. Like we hit yeah. every sponsorship, we sold every team. Um, it was amazing and it turned out amazing. We had uh, skydivers come in, drop the flag. We had, um, obviously, a great day of shooting, raised about 200K. Hell yeah. You know, that translates to 20 veterans getting to go through. We're just shy of 200K, but uh, 20 veterans getting to go through therapy. We'll round up, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We had Jack Ingram come and play. He was amazing. Um, Just all around a great day. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, just a great day, did good things, and really just kind of brought education Mm -hmm. to traumatic brain injury, therapies, what we're looking at, you know, Honestly, just trying to make the best out of war. Yeah, yeah. right. Let's let's talk about
2: that a little bit. Is, okay. is TBI? Let's let's. Okay. What is your overall grasp and understanding of that? You know, we have we have a substantial audience of those who've never been in the military, never been injured. So TBI sure. is a question that just has been coming up quite often. Mm-hmm. And I, I I just being on the precipice of, of the therapies that they're offering now, I'm kind of curious to what your definition is and how they're tra- treating it.
1: Okay. So I'm actually going to take a much more controversial approach to it. Um, TBI, a lot of people classify that as something that is a uh, physical damage to the brain. Mm-hmm. I want all damage to the brain. Mm-hmm. I feel, and I know this is put me in a little bit of hot water, um, dumping SSRIs on people and dumping all kinds of behavioral meds and stacking you 14 deep, you get physiologic changes over time. That's a traumatic brain injury. What? Yeah. Maybe it didn't start off with that. Maybe you just had a rough war experience. But- wait, wait, wait.
2: Uh, let me pause it. You, what you're saying is that when you take prescription medication, it does damage to you over time. <laughs> it does do damage. Oh to you boy! Over time, I never knew, <gasps> guys. Who knew? You're <laughs> seriously. I mean, and thank God someone's saying it. <laughs> and it I'm is. not going to
1: put myself on the uh, capture couch, but let's face it: you deaden neural pathways. You make your uh, reuptake inhibitors, your uh, uh, your sensory inload, mm-hmm. your, receptors no, your receptors, your receptors thank get you. literally um, yeah. fried. Yeah. Some of them get fried. Some of them get clogged. Mm-hmm. Some, some of them just, just become completely ineffectual. Just for get taken over and they're empty.
2: That's why tolerance goes up in case anyone's curious is your receptors are blocked. Mm-hmm. And you're, those, uh, that chemical compound is not able to attach anymore.
1: Interesting. So I personally feel that traumatic brain injury is any injury to the brain mm-hmm. that's outside the norm. And something has caused that. Whether it is stress. Because everybody wants to go to the physical injury, the IED, the car crash, the, you know, whatever.
0: I mean, there's, there's great evidence even with uh, doc- Dr. Mark Smith. He talks about mm. taking finasteride, right? If okay. people were trying Perfect. to regrow-, regrow their hair, that causes physical damage to your brain and receptors. I feel personally attacked. Hey, but <laughs> as
2: long as you have hair. Yeah,
0: well. Right? Huh? Look at oh. that, look, look at this shine. You're going to glare on the camera. I, bo- I, think, I hope
1: you, you both have beautiful boys someday. <laughs> okay. oh, beautiful full heads I'm of out.
0: hair. Oh, heads this right hands.
1: here, baby. I won't do <laughs> oh, I I love won't even, it. I won't even take my it hat off. Up. Yeah. <laughs> now, in high school, that's I used to have Jesus thick hair. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, flowing, um, yeah. three-time conditioned hair. But you took prescription medication. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll blame it on the army. So, <laughs> yeah. But no, that's my definition. Any type of change to the, uh, to the brain tissue itself? Yeah whether it is metabolic or uh, biophysical injury, that is a traumatic brain injury.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but if you really want to get into the classic, I'm real big in trying to see if we can open up avenues to take, you've always going always to have the prom queen. Everybody knows that IEDs and crashes and major trauma, mm-hmm. you're going to have a TBI of some sort. Con- 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 blah, blah, blah. Concussive syndrome, breacher syndrome, you know, all of the different things that we can put in the uh, front line. Mm-hmm. But- I'm really interested in seeing, do we need to take a look at those veterans that have, I don't know, 100 IDF yeah. in their portfolio? Not direct, yeah. but within a quarter mile. I can't tell you how many times I get the funk, the yeah, overpressure from a close proximity IDF, which, mm. you know, we're all kind of dumb because when you hear the sirens, most people are like, where's it at? I don't know. <laughs> boom. And then as <laughs> soon as it hits, you like climb up on stuff to see what got blown up. Like, <laughs> okay, there's no more coming. There might be, but um, <laughs> kind of like an unhealthy uh, reaction to, a what do you call that? A little meerkatting? <laughs> no, where you should be afraid of this, but you're kind of dumb and you're not. <laughs> oh, no. that's just a false sense of confidence. I that's think. what it is. Mm-hmm. The people that will walk up to a cliff and go, oh, cool.
2: And, and so then, it, been, yeah, then it breaks. The and then it breaks the and, and then you die. And- well, I mean you know yeah, we we've had this conversation quite often i Have think we were
0: talking about base jumpers the other day uh, that's i mean one of the the fathers of base jumping just died a couple months ago literally by slipping off of a cliff from base jumping was was not actively base jumping oh he was gosh. scouting an exit that's like, terrible i'm sorry he to hear just it just slipped off the hedge and fell to his
2: <laughs> Oh. Yeah it's, crazy. Yeah. yeah it's just like It'll you know some days. do we need
1: to take unnecessary risks yeah
2: so one
0: of
1: the things anyway, I've anyway, got i digress in my medical docket um is um, just a little bit of compression sickness from the back, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, almost a thousand hours in an airframe training and combat. Yeah, um, the micro vibrations of the helicopter and the fact that you sit In a knees on machine. the sill. Yeah. In, in any type of sixty model. Yeah, yeah, with armor and gear and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're sitting in a leaned over position. You're going to have some back injury over time. Why can't you say the same thing about the brain?
0: Well, we were we were talking about this on the phone uh, mm-hmm. what last week when we were discussing TBIs within the helicopter. Yep. In the Air Force airframes, when you got the two windows up front, right? Oh, yeah. Where the the gunner and the flight engineer sit. So, we have 50 cals that hang off the edge of that. About six feet from the edge of the window is the tip of the barrel. That'll swing all the way back around Mm -hmm. to midway through the cabin. So, all the guys who are sitting in the cabin door, usually PJs or myself, if I was instructing someone sitting in the edge of the cabin door, I got the barrel, like yeah half a foot or a foot from my face and it's firing 400 rounds of 50 cal oh, right? just inches from your face Yeah. like i remember my teeth the inside of my teeth feeling like every, yes. day, every time it was just Ugh. the inside like felt like they were exploding
1: or generally any flight in afghanistan yeah, yeah i mean no Kandahar's 7000 base yeah and we're going up to 14 on a regular mission so yeah. you're doing 7000 foot up and down all the time. Um, over, all the time. Yeah. Over and over and over again. In, so in yeah, Washington, that's going to have a fan. Yeah. So pretty much anytime yeah. you're Slamming changing-
2: into, the, into the LZ when you're going up. Like that that was the worst too. Like
1: boom. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Found the ground.
1: Yeah. Found the
2: ground during
0: that I would
1: say that is one of the smarter things about the Army flying at 17,000 pounds versus your 25,000 pounds.
0: We physically cannot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. We physically cannot— Take less weight.
1: Well, plus you guys don't have as many strong people as the army do to help yeah. you get a push start to go. That you know, is, you know, probably true. It's true.
0: That yeah, is
1: it's true. PJs are great, yeah. but you know your your compatriots that are inside are very weak. I mean, so when you're trying to push start the helicopter, and, you know. yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of chairs around. Yeah, a lot so, of lots of chairs, chairs and green grass. Always sitting. But you're right. There's a lot of hair gel as well. <laughs> <It's> always,
2: always, <laughs> always sitting. sitting. Where'd you even get
0: that yeah. chair? <laughs> Every time I come over to the Air Force side, you guys are always sitting down. Like.
1: No oh, we're gonna sit. We're gonna sit. Hold on. Yeah. Quack. Yeah. Those uh, rapid deployed chairs. Yeah, exactly. There's
0: Clicks. Yeah. The click
1: chairs. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean, my <laughs> grenade pouch was specifically for snacks.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. But, yeah. Uh, that, that's that was my extra magazine pouch. There was I think there was a fit crunch in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> they didn't exist back yeah, then. But. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's for you, Robert.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I need a bag. I got Skittles. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Fresh out. But I got snacks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know. Uh, speaking of, we, uh, I was out. Uh, we were doing what's called remain over days. And you, you bring your food. And like at that point, like everybody's like into Gatorade. You got Pop-Tarts like galore. Like, you know, remember those, you get one flavors, blueberry, like, you know.
0: The, the Pop-Tarts, that's cheat gains right there.
2: Yeah. But I remember my CSM came out on Target with us. And this mofo literally grabbed his dog tags with the, like a P38 can opener on it and opened up a can of beans and just started eating it raw. Can of beans and I was like, you salty,
0: like
2: salty man. We're
0: like, where did you
1: learn this?
2: <laughs> Back in Vietnam. <laughs> like, there's better foods out there, brother. Hey, when you
1: hit, when you got that can of beans, was there a lucky strike in the package? Can it I have might
2: lucky have been in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in there. yeah, just in there automatically. Yeah,
1: I miss the days where you got like a small dip pouch or you know, a smoke. Yeah. <laughs> you're you know.
2: da- you're dating
0: yourself. I really well, I just
1: <laughs> I feel as back-to-back World War champions. Yeah. Uh, what was the one thing that was consistent from World War 1 to World War 2 and our success? In your
0: MRIs. MRIs. Big tobacco.
1: Yeah. Okay, Big Tobacco and Big Steel basically handed this world the freedom that it enjoys <laughs> now, and we've just turned our backs on them. So I just want to make sure that we bring that back. Yeah. Lucky strikes equals freedom. <laughs> Smoke more. Okay. Yeah. Nowadays <laughs> they should buy the you know, internet. for the new
2: generation they should just put a vape pen in there. Yeah. You know? oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> just detonate, yeah. Overheat and detonate inside. Is there a battery or a,
0: <laughs>
1: is there lithium ion? In lithium there? ion battery. Hey guys, before we roll out, can we get some juice? Does anybody have any extra juice? Yeah. Can we get we got big juice? Okay, cool. I just want to make sure it's in the center console. Yeah, these ve- vegan MREs. Yeah, are these vegan
2: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Boy, we are flirting with the line here.
1: Oh, uh, we really are. <laughs> you told me last here. time, no religion, no politics. And I guess we're getting a little bit close to the political. Uh, line. I don't think. I think that I, I, okay. I would like a vegan option. Yeah, <laughs> there
2: should be a vegan option for when I'm at war. <laughs> getting yes. shot at. That's
1: yeah. true. I, I'm a level four vegan. Yeah. I don't eat anything to cast a shadow. Ooh, I'm a level five. Are you? Sorry. Okay. Shadows have lives too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, let's talk about TBI. I don't even know what <laughs> <TBI. laughs> this, this has been a conversation on TBI.
2: Mm. Yeah, this is, this is a symptom of, I think all three of us here have TBI at yeah. some sort,
0: some you level. Know,
1: I think the big thing with TBI right now that I would push on is just being able to record results uh, record symptomology because right now that's pretty much what anybody's really doing. They're taking a past medical history mm. um, and maybe a little bit of metabolic work, doing some lab work. Yeah. And then looking what is your symptomology mm. and going from there. Well, yep, you got a TBI. Well, w- what kind? Well, no, where no, are we looking at? Yeah. What part of the brain? What What's the extent mm. of the damage? You know, and we can always hit that MRI, but um, I just think that a lot of TBIs are going undiagnosed and unrecognized and untreated mm. with small injury. And if you've got five, six different areas of your brain that are sustaining small injury, Mm -hmm. that's significant.
2: And this is, this kind of teeters on the whole topic of discussion with micro concussions as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And you're Mm -hmm. seeing that across the NFL, seeing this across contact sports. Yeah, CTE. Is that little hit that you think you could just get up and brush off? Well, let's multiply that by a hundred, thousand, fifteen hundred. And then those, like, like you said, is when you're shooting that 50 cal and you just, you have this buildup of these micro concussions, which
1: lead to a longer, larger injury. And you could even go down, if you really want to go down the rabbit hole on it, you can even go down just bad chow. Bad chow causes inflammatory process in the Mm -hmm. gut. Inflammatory process in the gut causes systemic inflammatories and systemic inflammatories cause a cytokine depression. That is just yeah. basically your body going, I don't know what this shit is. It does not belong. Send out the troops. Mm. And when that hits your brain barrier, that yeah. actually starts repressing on those receptors. Yeah. I mean, we, we know this about cortisol as well. Yes.
2: Cortisol the, affects
1: the, the makeup real, yeah. of the brain. Mm. Yeah. And I could get real spun up on the gut-brain connection. Go I, ahead. That is probably… It. Now's your chance okay. to get spun up. I love the fact that the, the big dogs, the Mayo Clinics, the Harvard studies, the Yale they're putting in the time to go, look, how are you getting things in your body? Mm-hmm. We need to be looking at the doorway. What does the gut actually do? How does that affect this and this and this and this? Yep. And mm-hmm. they're finding that the gut, the brain has probably the biggest relationship because your brain is taking what it needs first. The brain picks first. Yeah, It's the prom queen. Um, mm-hmm. So that means it's taking whatever the system is giving it. And if you're just putting in nasty shit and heavy preservative, yeah, you're probably not going to have as premium brain function.
3: And,
2: sure. and there's just such a, a vast amount of misinformation that goes out. Yes. I mean, it, my favorite example is someone who says, it's like, I cut out 100% of sugar in my life. I'm like, well, you know, speaking of the brain, uh, <laughs> like your brain eats sugar. Needs like think that's bit. glucose.
1: <laughs> and yeah, all things in moderation. Um, I don't know if y'all remember. Yeah, maybe I'm dating myself about 20 years back, maybe 15 Uh, There was a big book out there called Eat Right for Your Type.
2: Yeah, I've heard of it.
1: It was good. And it had some decent, it had some good hypotheses in it. I know that it'd be hard to prove, but I mean, they basically go off the sociology and the basic human migration and anthropology of how we develop as humans from modern modern human, I should say. So basically coming out of Africa and into the Middle East. And Mm -hmm. then as we start moving into the Europeans and moving towards Asia, we basically encounter isolated microbia, which gives us, you know, natural immunability. So mm-hmm. that's where we get our O blood type, our A blood type, our B blood type, and our AB. Yep. Um, and they're saying, you know, basically your ancestors for thousands of years lived on the Mediterranean coast, had a diet rich in fish and legumes, and not once did they ever have a burrito. So now, <laughs> <in> modern, <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's the essence of the book. But <laughs> Do they enjoy life? So yeah, the next yeah. Ten thousand years of hardcore <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> didn't have pizza. A life yeah.
0: without burritos, right? I'm sorry, burritos. So you've got burritos. ten
1: thousand years of genetics in some sort of like Mediterranean hardcore, um, you know, Jewish lineage, and now you're living in the last hundred years where there's a burrito and panda available. Not panda burritos, like a burrito or Panda Express. Mm on uh, every corner that you can then get this cross control, um, you know, either a heavy carb or maybe, you know, they say that most of your European cultures are really good at processing carbs. Mm-hmm. They, they, they developed the, um, uh, the farming lifestyle first. They mm-hmm. skipped the hunter gatherer and went to a more cultivated world. Therefore you get the grain. So yeah. they've got 10,000 years of evolution in the human genome for, being able to process heavy grains. Sure. So they, they can have breads and they didn't eat as much protein. Why? Because they stayed stationary.
2: But, well, this, could, this, is, uh, this is also in a modern day reference. Uh, lactose would be the same kind yeah, of reference. Perfect example. Is, is the American diet mm-hmm. is much more prone to drinking milk.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And Europeans and other countries, you know, drink a lot less of this. Right. And have more of a reaction to it. Mm-hmm. So we have built
1: that flora up. But there's process. also tons of people, myself included, that has a finite amount of lactase that your body's wanting to produce. Yep. From a genetic standpoint, your body will stop producing lactase if you mm-hmm. stop drinking milk. Yep, you're not meant yep. to stay and like then any, your whole life. And then, then
2: you drink milk. Six months later, you get a stomach ache. Yep, and yes. you're yes. intolerant to it.
1: So someone then you're intolerant. Around, yeah. Right around the BC AD switchover, let's call it year zero. Hmm. Someone's like, "Mom, can I have some milk?" I and prefer like, no. I prefer before Common Era and before Common Era. The common Era, okay, common, so era so common Era, before that. So we'll d- right around the Common <laughs> switchover. <laughs> some ancient Roman was looking at his mom, going, "Mom, I'm thirsty. <laughs> I need some tit." And she's like, "No, you're 25. <laughs> you're not getting any more tit milk." And he was like, "Fine."
2: Cow.
0: <laughs> You've only got five good years left anyways. I could, cow. Suck, on no, I think I could suck
2: on that cow. 100% too. started with the goats. Probably. Yeah, like definitely goat milk.
1: Milk. I like <laughs> goat milk. I'm sorry. Goat I, yeah, I, Okay, so people ask me all the, the time. Cheese. I'm not a big Starbucks fan. Um… I don't want to get in trouble here, but I they-
0: even, I don't even think you could say that word I can't. Black Rifle Coffee. If, if you if you
2: shit on them, you can, it's
0: going to be bleeped out. I, okay. I, I believe it will be bleeped.
1: Okay, fine. <laughs> Bleep it. Um, coffee shop. I went to say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Star B. No, Big so Star. this is a really cool war story. Um, my favorite drink in the world is a dirty chai. Okay, yeah. I like chai lattes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I such like such them, stuff. but there's this little guy, and he would just sit there and eat. Or uh, eat his little hash box. You know, little Nexus filled with opium. Yeah. Dope. Um, he would just like <laughs> sit on this. his magical carpet and, you know, lick his opium and just have a good old time. I'm talking 130 degrees in the reg desert, baking ass. And he's just out there like, um, you know, laying it all out. Yeah. It just You want the coffee? Like, you can make the coffee. Okay. Full trotting. Um, but he had this like <laughs> witch's cauldron full of goat's milk tea. And it was dope. And then he had this little little Arabic coffee stand, and he would make you a you know scoop it and ladle it out, and yeah. kind of flick off all the little extra herbs and stuff, and pour you a dirty chai. It was so mm. good. I like goat's milk. Where, where was this at? You said uh, this was just outside of Passab. Okay,
2: so it was kind of one of like that the doesn't. It, was that when? Yeah, was that the green bean coffee
1: they opened up? No. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. This is the. Uh, <sighs> Did you guys work to Panjwai? Kandahar? Anywhere yeah. Oh, yeah. Panjwai Province is where I got hit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Pasab yeah. was where our main medevac post was. Yeah. So, you had Pasab, you had uh, Kandahar, and then you had Spinball yeah. yeah. Those mm-hmm. are the three places we stationed. Because um, when we went, we went to 3rd ID, and mm-hmm. it was a super cab. Yeah. So, it was a five-company medevac yeah. uh, platform, plus PJs. Yeah. We were so, right uh, Pasab was the big rotation, which was… You know, we're always flying to Zangabad or, you know, one of the local little hot spots and stuff. But Fasab, I guess, was just a little bit more secure. Not mm-hmm. by much, but mm-hmm. it's a pretty robust little fob. Had some, had some black tar roads running through it. And- yeah. <laughs> like About the... Two. <laughs> that was probably the biggest gunfight we almost got into was the locals running us, uh, one of the captains over as we were running to uh, a nine line because we had our... We had a road with T-walls, but then you have the airfield, and then you have where we were all sleeping. So you had to go out this door, run across the road into this door, and he ran out this door and just almost got leveled. Oh, no. <laughs> but then they swung gun, and now the all the other two crews are coming out, and we're like, oh, shit, we're about to be in a firefight, we haven't even launched yet.
3: Yeah. Like, it was <laughs>
1: like, no, you put your gun down. I'm like, bitch, you put your gun down. Get yeah. off that damn mountain. Like, it was... Kind of tense for a second. Yeah, oh, man. It's very scary. <laughs> very scary. Surprise so, gunfight. <laughs> we aar did it at the TGI Fridays. It was a very intense AAR. <laughs>
2: Do you, yeah. you guys have fun? Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And it's not like the, the same TGI Fridays. No. Speaking of goat's because milk. Because the cheese
1: sticks were never hot. Never. Uh, ever.
2: And they're goat's milk cheese.
1: hmm yeah. I talk about it with my therapist.
2: Malk. I learned how to pronounce euro there. Oh. Euro? It's just interestingly enough in mm-hmm. Afghanistan. That, that's where you learned Euro, Kandahar. Remember the Euro shop yeah. that was like right by the barber oh, that on thing the boardwalk.
1: Good, mm. right? That was good because they served some sort of dirty. Um, I can't even call it a Euro. It was just like this monstrous in a paper plate and gooey and blammy, well, <laughs> blamish. Blam- is that a word, blamish? <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty good. Oh, lamb, like lamb. Oh, lammy, lamb, lambish. I thought you said have been made glammy. out of lamb. <laughs> yeah, blammy. The non-pork pizza, huh. having pepperoni not made out of pork but calling it pepperoni. Beef pepperoni. Beef pepperoni. Yeah. Um, not bad. But I was pretty addicted to the Pizza Hut.
3: Hmm. Like yeah. just
1: being able to monster Damn. down a large pizza.
2: Never had I Never had the pizza there, but I did. I uh, was a big fan of that perfume perfume shop that yeah. was right. There. <laughs>
0: Yeah. The only time we went to Kandahar was just to drop people off, and like we'd see the subway and we'd be like, no, as "No, we're flying away." No, <laughs>
2: back to mermites. I went back to Kandahar <laughs> in 2019, and oh crap. man, it was a ghost town. Ghost town, like yeah. it. Yeah, the height, you know, 2009, 2010, it was
1: just like you know, yeah, it was. Uh, you had we were there in 12 left. We left in 13, and somebody blew up the boardwalk two weeks after we were gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I got somebody centered on that. I was there when that happened. You were there when that happened. Okay,
0: yeah, because we took over from from you guys. Oh, really? Like, kind of did a handoff. Okay, in twenty thirteen. How the hell did I know that? Yeah, that's awesome. We were at Bastion though. They, they, ah, shut, they shut down Kandahar. Gotcha. Yeah. Bast, Bastion. I mean, gotcha. you know, okay. yeah. yeah.
2: Bastion was Bagram was the worst
0: though.
1: One of your guys got one of my girls pregnant, right? Which yeah. is why I loathe <laughs> the whole Air Force mechanism. We're going to take a quick break. Yeah. We're
2: going to <laughs> <laughs> dime this
1: guy out. <laughs> anyways. Surprise uh, kid. <laughs> there's a hoist baby somewhere. I still want to see hoist baby. Hoist baby. <laughs> hoist baby. Yeah. But, so. But anyway, so yeah, back to the TBIs. I just think it's like one of those last realms. Um, like I said, in the 1960s, you call nine one one. what happens? What do you get? Hey, I'm having, I think I'm having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Hold on a minute, sir. You know, and they yeah. work the old operator board and get to the local <laughs> funeral home and send you a hearse. <laughs> that's yeah. what you got. <laughs> well, thanks to Vietnam, now you get a medic. You get a paramedic. You get a fire department. You get, you know, a medical response to yeah. your emergency. So that's the best thing. Well, lots of great things came out of war, but it's the best thing that came out of Vietnam. Every time we have solid, sustained conflict, there are lessons to be learned. Mm-hmm. Like they're working on it right now to give whole blood to medics. Yep, Like that's a real deal thing. We took our, I think we went from 89, 89% to 94% uh, sustained or casualty, morbidity, mortality. Yeah. So not five, five total percent survivability if I could get you to the hospital with a pulse. Yeah. And that came from giving whole blood in the field. What percentage? About 5%. I'd have to go back and look at my stats, so I'm not trying to stay too. But it was significant enough that when they did the numbers and they did the morbidity and mortality review, we were jumping from like 89 to 94. Yeah. And that's a big deal. What does blood do? Carries oxygen. What can I do? Can't give you more oxygen carrying capability without blood. Yeah. And that's it. So if I can control the bleeding and then get you more oxygen carrying capability… We've won.
2: A lot of lessons to be learned. And yeah. unfortunately, it's trial and error and experience yeah. that really yep. drives that home. Um, and plasma you, was a big one, you know, mm-hmm. a decade ago. Now we're doing whole blood. But at what capacity? Now you got to talk about holding that mm-hmm. and right. who's carrying that and also I, how fragile that is I think to they carry. It
1: the $30,000 beer cooler. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was a two beer sized. Cooler that would hold two units blood, but it could technically hold one beer at thirty-five degrees with no fluctuations for three days. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and how heavy forward. was this? Not heavy. I mean, it was just like a little bitty uh cooler.
0: Like an igloo cooler. And that's an really all you need.
1: Space-aged insulated yeah. liquid nitrogen core with small midgets that keep a wheel turning and oh, like Rick and Morty salad yeah, in the universe. Yeah. Like yeah.
2: To keep my, my battery, battery running. Rick running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It keeps the blood.
1: So, but yeah, no, now we're at the place where we can take um, you know, 20 years of war and look at TBIs and Mm -hmm. turn that into something that we as a nation can learn and benefit from. So I got I got real behind it. So the event turned out great. I can't ask for anything better. We AAR'd it. Uh it's gonna be bigger and better next year. Love it. That's amazing. So, So
2: can you touch on some of the leading edge therapies that they have nowadays for TBI?
1: And the name of the organization that's putting this forward as well. Okay, so Re- remind everyone. the name of the organization that is coordinating the treatment is Defenders of Freedom. Defenders so of our freedom. clay shoot is called the Texas Valor Project. Mm-hmm. What we want to do is, and we're probably going to redesign um, our bylaws. This was great. We raised a lot of good money. Mm-hmm. And we said we we're going to raise money for brain treatment. But what we didn't consider, what I was able to bring up and a few others, was what about post-treatment care?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So… Got a lot of work. In fact, I get to go in two weeks for the very first time. I'm going to Patriot Anglers. And it's a nonprofit that just takes vets out fishing with other vets. Nice. Their boats. And just go decompress. Go talk. You need some time away. But in a, you know, our environment with us, that's what they do. And there's a ton of them out there. They're doing good things. Yeah. Um, That would be something that we would want to support. Why? Because taking somebody that just got done with brain uh, treatment needs motor skills. They need to redevelop those, or maybe they're doing great, but they need to keep that stuff going. So if you can find some way to show me post-treatment therapeutic value, we want to be able to let that stay out there for grant money. Yeah. So I think what we're going to do is going to come back and do, hey, this percentage is going to go direct to treatment, and this percentage is going to be held in reserve for grant proposals. Yeah, Mm I think that'd be pretty, that's a good way to be good stewards of our money. That Absolutely. way it's not just dollar in, dollar out. Yeah. You're also taking care of the post-treatment
0: care. Um, which is huge. And it's I yep. think it's really important if you're going through a, a large therapy like that where it's, you know, potentially life-changing, to not just re-enter your life. Right. Don't just go right back to what you were doing beforehand. Mm-hmm. Take take those couple extra days, go continue decompressing, let those things settle in. Mm-hmm. Right? Re- reevaluate yourself and readapt slowly enter back into where you were.
1: So the clinic that I'm, I basically I went and talked to them um, this past week just to kind of get a little bit more of a primer on what they're actually doing in the clinic. Um, it's about a two-week process.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they're flying vets in from all over the country. They stay there. And it's every day for two hours, sometimes more. If we're actually talking about uh, stroke symptoms, um, any type of ischemia in the brain, like actual dead tissue brain, uh, or blood flow issues, they're giving them an extra week on that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but they say it's, a, it's an intense two to three hours at the clinic doing the work. Yeah. Like I walk so walk in, us through the scenario. Um, okay. So a veteran come in. Like I said, they're going to draw labs. Their lab pull is insane. This is everything that they're checking on the labs. Should, if Y'all can't see this at the house. three. This is pretty much every lab under the sun. CKMB. BMP, basic metabolic panels. They're looking at lipids. They're looking at everything that they can get their hands on. Hormonal reports. A couple scans. A couple of scans. But actually looking at your entire metabolic array to see, hey, not only do we have some injuries to the brain, but we're also really, you know, B-deficient. Or for some reason, you're not missing this. All of these things require the brain's homeostasis. Mm -hmm, So when your creatine's off or... You're inside a kind of response. It is a very response.
2: fragile system that a lot of people don't realize. Going into the sauna for 20 minutes a day. Yeah. Sure. changes your physiology. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shock proteins. Yeah. Going into cryo.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm all about hot yoga. Mm-hmm.
2: Two week holistic effects.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh you know, less bone pain. And if you really? have carpal tunnel,
1: yeah. Can you tell me more about that because
2: I mean, there's so, just but, so much but, you don't know. But I think that's the, the, whole, the whole point is that there is a balance in your body. Yep. And if you have some sort of micro trauma, even, mm-hmm. or even if you're just having a bad day and you're stressed, your physiology can change if that's chronic over time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and so looking at these blood tests and seeing the results that are going into them will tell you what systems are going awry. Mm
3: hmm.
1: I'll give you a little personal example. Um, I hit some stress this year, and I don't want to go into it, but my physiologic symptoms, I had everybody was like, man, you're looking good. You, you slimming up? You leaning <laughs> down? And it's like, no, nah, stress shits. I've been <laughs> shitting myself for three weeks straight. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, that guts, Laura. Uh, you're funny. And I'm like, no, seriously, my, yeah. my world is weird right now, and all the stress is making me shit myself stupid, and I haven't been able to retain anything solid. Yeah. So, hey, have a great day. Yeah. And then, That's oh, it. Honey. How's your day going? <laughs> well, I've had the shits for three weeks. Yeah. Uh, I just, a simple good would have done
2: fine. Yeah. <laughs> but,
1: I mean, it was, I mean, I, I, I was feeling bad, but I, I had a huge overwhelming on the brain. But, I mean, I'd never had that before where I literally had physiologic reaction. Besides just not feeling great from yeah. stress, this one was a direct correlation. i like, until I get some shit figured out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not retaining anything. There are yeah. absolutely um, physiological responses to being far too stressed. I, I, but, I lost a ton of weight this winter. Yes. I am writing a book here yeah. soon. Same thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's called Hate, Stress, and Cigarettes. Dieting tips from an army medic. From a Navy SEAL. Yeah. No. <laughs> from, from somebody that didn't find the SEAL program challenging enough, so he just became an army <laughs> medic. Um, I can't tell you how many times I heard that one this week. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to be a Green Beret, but I just didn't think it was challenging. I for think I, I hear that. Life. I think I every it. every single
2: person I ever meet in my life, mm-hmm. uh, especially like, you know, and no offense to anyone out there, but Marines will come up to me and I'm like, what oh, what you do? Recon sniper. Every single one of them. I I'm know, like, right? there's a lot of those guys yes. running so around, many. huh?
1: Less than 1% of the 1% that served uh, made it into the special operations. I'm community.
2: like, fucking Christ, and there's, there's 99%. Of you in this coffee shop.
1: <laughs> How blessed am I? Yeah. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. So oh, man. I think we actually talked about this last time. Yes. <laughs> Everybody was. You know, no, nah, I just, I don't think I'd, I'd hit that drill sergeant in the face. I'm like, yeah, I know, man. You look like it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right in the face. Yeah.
1: Way too God. tough. For- <laughs> Thank you for my service, by the way. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Like,
2: you know, way too I, tough yeah. for this career. It is, you know. it is interesting. I, I think that, and, and that <laughs> dives into the, the thing of just like not being proud of what you've already done. You've mm. signed the dotted line. You've raised the mm. right hand. You've served this country in any capacity is something to be celebrated. Absolutely. And and you shouldn't have to embellish your own story or narrative to make yourself look cooler than the dude at the gym who's, you know, on the phone the whole
1: time, you know? I mean… I spent three years in a shit… Processes and paper for S1. <laughs> and
2: and <laughs> Thank listen. You for
1: your service, bud. I got paid legit.
2: And it, that's exactly <laughs> nothing, it. Thank you for making my, my yeah. payment happen so yeah. that I could be stress free when I'm overseas yeah. kicking bad guys in the teeth.
1: I'm a DFAC ranger. Yeah. Get DFAC <laughs> clean.
2: Like, yeah. We all. You just lead the way. Thanks, man. Yeah. My whole thing is that everybody needs each other to be successful in the yeah. military. Every job is there for a reason. And. It, it is just
0: a job at the end of the day. It is. It is. all no, just
2: jobs.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. This is actually it's pretty It's a good. job. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I started getting real involved with this organization. It's uh, Apex Elite and I just kind of give them my medic services and it makes me feel fluffy because I get to be a medic again for a little bit and yeah. I miss it. Do you wear your fatigues the entire time? No. I get to wear cool guy tactical pants and stuff like Ooh, I'm on the 511 but I'm Dope. not an operator.
0: Um, <laughs> You know, he's got his shears stuffed in his pants. You know, yeah. <laughs>
1: See, I have a tourniquet in every pocket. Yeah. You have a tourniquet?
0: Yeah, I got, I got one. <laughs> uh, Are you familiar uh, with the cat?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Israeli tourniquet. Here you go. All right, guys. Just in case somebody needs a needle decompression, they need to know who's got. Uh, anyways, um, so I started backing them up just as a medic, and uh, they do. They 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 structure a twenty four hour training exercise about special operations lessons, things mm. that we've learned in special operations. And the fifth rule of special operations is special operations requires non-special operations support. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's got to be Chris Kyle. Somebody's got to be Jesse the Body Ventura rocking the boat. Go <laughs> clean that boat, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I know it's a little controversial. But I ain't got time, time to bleed. <laughs> ain't got time. <laughs> this shit will make you a sexual tyrannosaurus.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like I love it. Just <laughs> spits that dip
1: right on his <laughs> shoes. Gross. So good. Oh my God. Um, great movie great did you hear that there was a big crossover with that like there's a Predator was in I'll think about it when I'm away from the podcast but I'll text you later the there's some predator?
2: sort of like the new Predator was rad That was the rad. new Predator was pretty rad that was my job in the army pray to be prey to be the Predator, <laughs> was be the predator. I, it was also a recount sniper <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was straight up prey. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, was a I was
2: actually the prey. It yeah. dumb. So people would attack me. That's what, what rodsides were, right? You just
0: stand out there and like wave.
2: That's essentially what we
1: did. Right so hmm. remain over days. We would go in. But anyway, so back to what they're doing. <laughs> they're pulling tons of labs and then they're just trying to find the right therapy for <laughs> what they're trying to do. And so they got some really cool stuff. A lot of machines that are doing stuff that I don't want to talk about because I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Magnetic resonance, yeah. you know, really Magnetic. just kind of doing like an MRI poll, pinging off the cellular level. Just, But the way that they wanted me to express this, and it makes total sense. Um, I am not going to correlate fringe medicine with what they're doing. There's sure. some really good therapies out there and there's some great success stories. So mm-hmm. I don't want to bleed those two together. Sure. But the things that they're doing over here, such as... Um, ketamine Ayahuasca Like all of those things That are al- The alternative therapies The alternative therapies that they're Plant-based medicine into. Yeah Right Those are doing this specific What they're trying to do Over here Is rebuild neural pathways Neurogenesis yeah. Build the pathways Build the rows These things over here Are actually recreating New neurons mm-hmm. They're doing some amazing stuff So yeah. Hypothetically We would want to see People go through Brain treatment Get their bodies ready Get their brain pathways ready Then develop Interesting, and, do and th- that's and what I would these. say too. Is that th- there? There's got to be a balance
2: mm-hmm. in that, and you know, and Christian and I both have attended the plant based medicine medicine therapies, and like there is a way to tie in a clinical aspect, a very Absolutely. scientific basis, therapy, with you know. The holistic medicines that go with it. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody is just so extreme on every side. We talk about this every show. It's like you're either okay. so far left or so far right. Let's meet in the middle yeah. and, and notice that there is alternative routes
1: to the same success story. As a, as a healthcare professional, even though I'm not still in healthcare, I have a huge passion for it. I just put it at this. Is it peer-reviewed? Mm-hmm. Is it repeatable? Is it documented? Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah. If you come out and give me a good, double-blind, peer-reviewed white paper about power crystals, and if you leave this crystal in the sun, and it absorbs its energy, and then you stick it in your anus, and it helps you feel better, fine. Show me that it works. Yeah. That is science. Would you like a live example?
2: I currently Mm. have one in.
1: (laughs) Crystal? Yeah. Do you round the edges, or do you leave it pointy? It's
2: connected to a series of beads.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, uh, But no, um, there's tons (laughs) of stuff that's out there. I, um, Like I told you last time, I was a pharmaceutical rep, and um, I didn't really hit my stride about halfway into my um, pharmaceuticals. We were selling beef blood, right? That's what I said. Oh,
2: yes. I get real… Beef blood. um, We got to re-attack that with Adam, remember? Yes. Yes.
1: And um, stuff works. And it's Mm -hmm. still doing great. And it's got great studies. But I would walk in… I found that I got more… feedback and better response from my functional medicine doctors, my doctor, hmm. my DOs. Yeah, You know, if you go to a DO, you're going to be there for an hour, hour and a half. Cause yeah. That DO just handed you a life security packet yeah. and wants to know everything about you, mm-hmm. which I think is great. That's medicine. That's a good doctor.
2: Do, yeah. DOs, in my opinion, are some of the best practitioners. Right. Yeah.
1: Systemically, what's going on? Well, And I
2: mean, manipulations as well. You take into account chiropractic, yes. you know, theories, and you implement that into physician medicine.
1: And it's just... Let's face it. I'm a better doctor than some doctors because I at least want your story. I'm sorry. I got to take a break. Yeah, you're go ahead. Get ready for this. In third world countries. Head. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: Sorry. <laughs> I start sweating. The a hat bit. came off, and now it's staring at me. Um, <laughs> you know what's sure?
1: <laughs> Back on. Support my patriot. Pause.
2: No, oh, no, this. you take it off, brother. This
1: is a free. Um, free no, area. No, it was actually the shadow. So I just was flipping it around. There are rules um, on the show. Yeah. What's that? There are no rules. No, that's right. (laughs) And in this show, I'm a third world country doctor. (laughs) So I just, I appreciate the detective, the Batman style medicine, which is, what do you do for a living? Well, where does it hurt the most? Mm -hmm. When does it hurt the most? What activities are you doing? Just asking those basic questions versus, uh, your back hurts? All right, here's an uh, opiate, here's an NSAID, mm, and uh, this is. Let me have you follow up with this uh, it, PT. Yeah, and this... you don't actually talk to anybody until you get to the PT. That's the doctor's job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, I know your back hurts, but you're also 400 pounds of chewed bubble gum. Yeah. You tried working out? Yeah. You tried strengthening. Can't the core? tell that to people you anymore. That'll hurt, say that hurt, to hurt people's, people's feelings. feelings. In my world, that'll hurt people's In feelings. In my America?
2: Oh. I, I didn't realize that weight loss had anything to do with feelings. Mm
3: hmm.
1: I, I used to I have a series of cards I had made and it's actually it really is it is uh Ted Cruz and his office line um it is our state senator and your local house senator uh, or house rep mm-hmm. uh, both state and federal and it was uh, all of their numbers on a little business card I was like oh I'm sorry if you're offended. These are your local congressional members. Uh, oh. You call them because I get yes. no fucks. I do
2: not feel bad for some of those listed, and I'm not going to deal uh, with any of that. My but. favorite jokes
1: are the dry jokes, but when I really trigger somebody off, that used to just be the cream cheese icing on that cake. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry, are you mad? Hold on one second. Let me get you a card. Yeah. You it's your local senator, someone who can help. Yeah, these people might be able to help. Brutal. Not me. Not yeah, I mean, brutal. I mean,
2: it's 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 a true story, but uh, we we. We do have to start looking at everything as, as an overarching uh, problem. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can't just
3: mm-hmm.
1: look at one part of it mm-hmm. without it being a holistic whole. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so, it, that is your body. Mm-hmm. If your brain is off, everything is off. Everything is off. off. Everything is off. If your lungs aren't working properly, everything is off. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wake up in the morning and your sympathetic system comes on. What is that doing? You're flipping on your energy, you're flipping on your digestive system, you're breathing on, you're doing your respiratory and increased mm. cardiac rate. Those are just on and off switches. And if one of those is just slightly off and not kicking right, boom, the whole system's off. Yep. You're balance. I like that you said balance earlier. I'm big on balance. Yeah. Like I know I'm funny, which is why I'm a little bit more ugly. I balance my ugliness with. You I were, didn't want to say anything, but... It's okay. I'm, I'm just married, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I married way above my pay
2: grade, but I'm kind of a sociopath. It's because you're funny. Yeah. and and, yeah. and, and you know, is funny more important than better looks? <laughs> in Aaron's Yeah, case. it can be.
1: Yeah. like <laughs> you're sadistic enough. Here's
2: the double blind we're yeah. talking about here. We'll get a white paper
1: done on it. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, it's totally true. Okay, guys, I'm going to walk in here and I'm going to tell that girl she looks really good even though she's a little overweight i like them that way what i've done is slipped in a backhanded compliment that's called a sociopath's win okay <laughs> damn girl you're really filling out them jeans i actually like that in in layman's terms that's called nagging yeah nagging oh, jesus i know I, I actually copyrighted my my version sociopath <laughs> but no big deal yeah fault. beautiful
2: eyes are those color contacts yeah
1: <laughs> beautiful eyes can i touch them <laughs>
2: That's just weird, yeah.
3: Christian <laughs> you
1: know, that's most just people weird, would say that you've got a strange face, I just think it's exotic, and I like it mm-hmm.
2: huh yeah, yeah that's a yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that one um <laughs> uh, so so what's what's some other things that are are kind of cutting edge out there for t b i that are that you're seeing is really helping these guys out
1: um so it I would have to say it's this magnetic resonance therapy, mm-hmm. cold laser therapy, and then um so it's the transcranial magnetic stimulation, yep. <laughs> And that is the one that people, repetitive mm. transcranial uh, magnetic stimulation, mm. TMS. Yeah, TMS. And that is the one that they're saying as soon as you're done with it, that's immediate results. Mm-hmm. That's, um, you know, getting a massage and immediately feeling a little bit better because we've loosened up the muscles and released lactic acid. Yeah. They're saying once they sit through that for a while they're immediately showing results. So, so they do those, the, the TMS. Um, are, are they doing this one out of San Diego? I know there's... This uh, one's actually up in Capel, up in my neck of the woods. Oh, okay. So that's the cool thing. So Defenders of Freedom, yeah. being the logistics manager for the nation, mm-hmm. they're coordinating the treatment. But yeah. in order to be able to, a clinic to provide it, they have to meet their set. Like, we want to do these things. Yeah. So if you can't do these, we'll work around it. But we've got to be able to offer this array of therapies. Otherwise, you're not... Candidate to run this type of treatment yet. Sure. Yeah, but if you want to, we'll help you get there. Yeah. Um, the other one I really think, and I've done a little bit more research on this, is light therapy, mm-hmm. cold laser therapy. Yeah. Um, at the cellular level, whether you're a neuron or a muscle tissue, you all have the basic same components. You have a cellular wall, you have a power plant, the mitochondria, mm-hmm. um, and re stimulating mitochondria re stimulates the cell growth, right? So now you have a functioning, happy, Working engine inside your car. Interestingly enough about the mitochondria is
2: that they're doing now, now it's possible with genetic manipulation to have three paternal parents. Three three parents. You're saying that we could all be daddies? So, so of the same child. So of I'm sorry. Biological, I said paternal. Someone's gonna jump on me for that. Uh, <laughs> three dads. <laughs> so yeah, but three parents, and that's taking a third-party donor of mitochondrial DNA. And putting that into that, so now you could alleviate a lot of the um, issues that you're seeing with mitochondrial diseases. Uh, As you know, that's pretty prevalent into a lot of what happens, what's wrong with the cells. That's so cool. That leads into my other question of how interesting is it going to be when right now we're focused on repairing systems that are that are down or detriment, like a detrimental system,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and enhance Mm -hmm. others because this in ten years. People are going to probably sit down and do it who are think they're healthy and they're going to be able to expand their mind, mm-hmm. help that up, heal it up on the, you know, I was dropped, at, I dropped as a baby at three years old and that, you know, kind of carried off and maybe I don't, I don't manage stress properly. It, it all kind of comes together. It's really interesting. So where do you think this is going to go in the next
1: 10 years? Well, I saw it probably, I'd say, about five years ago in a big machine mm-hmm. um, at a local holistic place. Uh, I was trying to get them to carry our product. Um, and that was their bread and butter. Uh, I, infusion therapy services coming in to get the banana bag. Yeah. Which I'm always going to be a big fan for, but Absolutely. obviously it's out of pocket and they're paying like 2 two fifty a treatment yeah. for $10 worth of thiamine and multivitamin and a saline bag. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, um, I, I respect the hustle. Uh, but then they had this IR sauna that was doing oh, yeah, uh, IV great. or IRB. Mm-hmm. Something like that, like infrared, but B spectrum or something like yeah. that. Um, and it's just meant for mitochondrial stimulation. Yeah. That's it. But um, actually, they did more science. What was that book Run Free about? The dude that went and ran with the Indians down in Mexico. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very isolated, um, uh, native portion of Mexico. They were kind of uh, geographically isolated in this canyon, and they're the world's most genetic ultra marathon runners because all they do is drink corn liquor and run around with no shoes on. <laughs> But they actually did the science behind it. And they were like, because they never wore shoes, these people have an extraordinary amount of mitochondria that are found within the feet. They're cellular, at the cellular level in their feet. They're super resilient, super tough, super flexible, super injury resistant, like all of this stuff. Why? Because they use their feet all the time mm, and they're not covered yeah. with shoes. Well, I mean, that really goes throughout the entire body. Stimulate to keep the cell healthy and everything just kind of connects from there. And mm. they're trying to apply that, logic to the brain yeah. and it makes sense to me now let's study it let's repeat it let's peer review it let's put it in a paper um and i think that you know the metabolic side that's the kind of the other thing that i'm really kind of proud of the way they're doing it building the base like you said you need to have a 2 to 3 hour conversation with your doctor hmm. to figure out what you're doing man you are 99% healthy but the only thing you eat is cheetos like you seem to drink you drink a gallon of water a day Great. That's good for your body. Yeah. But you've only eaten Cheetos.
2: And, like I, and, last and line. I, I do love we'll the… Fix that. The, the, the like love your body, love yourself. That's a great yeah. mentality to have. But at the same time, your heart does not love that fat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so your heart does not love those Cheetos. <laughs> so like there Mine is does. certain things that you should <laughs> do in your life to maintain health.
1: Correct. Correct.
2: And, and to think that you're, your body positive is not the same thing as health. Well, and I, I mean, think
1: that's… Look at it this way. Um, You're coming in for a traumatic brain, right? And we're going to get you started off. And we noticed that you have decreased liver and kidney function. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And so why would I want to start messing around with your neurology when you're carrying an increased amount of toxicity in your bloodstream? Because you're not getting appropriate kidney and liver function. Um, I mean, there's just a whole slew of things. I like the fact that they're starting with the base and then trying to figure out what therapy is going to be best for you. And just instead of saying shotgun, hey, we're going to stick you in a cold tank. Yeah. Um, man, they're doing such really good stuff. I like, I like all the uh, non invasive stuff, the light therapy, yeah. doing brain exercises PMDR, like uh, yeah. yeah. All of that stuff. I like the small stuff. I like that when people have back pain, let's work on your abs. Hmm. Let's work on strengthening yeah. your butt. Let's yeah. strengthen your upper back. Let's or, work around. You know,
2: it. I mean, interestingly enough, medicine is, and we're finding this out, I think we're in a generation where people are just fed up with mm-hmm. medicine. Yeah. is. You know, you could accomplish a lot of things by some of the simplest tasks, such mm-hmm. as stretching. Yep. Like, if you have back pain, Thank you. go do some yoga. And that <sighs> meditation is going to help repair the
1: brain as well. I mean, no, I'm just going to go ahead and lay it flat out there. If you are resistant to yoga, um, you have obviously never had great sex in your life. <laughs> yoga equals amazing, mind-blowing orgasms and sex.
3: Hmm.
1: I mean, that's, that's all you need. I, I don't even have to say anything else. Yeah, sold. You will have the greatest, bestest, most amazing orgasms in your life. Because the first thing that they teach you in yoga, how to breathe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How to breathe from your core. Then you're like, where did that come come from? (laughs) Belly breathing. When I first learned
2: about that, and I've been, you know, I've been meditation, meditating for years at this point, Mm -hmm. but belly breathing is a funny one. As most people breathe from the chest. Mm -hmm. Opposite directions. Yeah. 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 And when you, when you, like, just focus on the breath. It's your gateway to your unconsciousness. Mm-hmm. And that's because that is an unconscious process. But when you think about it, it's one of the only systems that you can control. And it's completely autonomous at the same
1: time. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite thing when I'm doing yoga is when the instructor will walk by and she will just casually say, and relax your eyebrows. Yeah. Because I'm... I'm physically working the yoga. I'm take. beating this yoga in the submission. I'm going to make this yoga my bitch. I, yeah. I, I like Look that. at how straight I am. Yeah. <laughs> Relax your eyebrows. And then you just do this. <sighs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I like to the,
0: yeah, say, take, take the tongue off the, the roof of your mouth. People say yeah. that, I'm like, I'm always like, oh, damn, that's right. I that's gotta right. That. I always think yeah. about that now. Like I, somebody told me that. And I feel like a kindergarten a in class because
1: yeah. I'm looking for the gold star. Yeah. yeah. we're like, lol. Listen to Aaron's breathing. Look yeah. how well he breathes. He's yeah. so loud.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my thing is, is, See? is I'm good. Is, <laughs> you got to have those little tips and tricks. Yeah. Like um, my my favorite thing <sighs> to tell people is relax your jaw. Mm-hmm. Like relax your jaw, relax your jaw. Eyebrows. Because when you're breathing, you're so focused on your mouth, yep. your mouth hole, and where <laughs> your tongue is, and all this stuff. Just relax your jaw and breathe in, and like your mouth it should just be open. Yeah, there you go. There it that is. That is. That's it. Perfect example.
1: <laughs> Anyways. Brother. When you're bald like me, like, I guess my micro expressions, <laughs> eyebrows and above, are way more pronounced because I don't have hair up there.
2: Mm, so yeah. Can seem- <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. get into it. Looking you get into AP.
1: it. <laughs> Relax your eyebrows. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Oh, man. Namaste. Yeah. So- well, brother, it's been great having you on the show. No, I appreciate what, it. What's a, what's a message you have for the audience? Um, a little bit
1: more on this or anything that you— should get involved. Mm. Yeah, There's a lot of great things going on out there. All you got to do is get involved. I don't even want to be that guy that says you should do this. Just get involved somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somewhere. Whether you're a patriot or a veteran, get involved. Do the things that help everybody else around you because then that comes back to you. I, I really believe in the whole you give to get. And yeah, it's true. That was, has been the best thing about the TVP. Um, I just feel good about it. It's gonna be great. It's gonna help a lot of people, but it's gonna bring science. It's gonna bring research. It's gonna bring, it's gonna bring something good out of twenty years of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's great. Aaron Winthrow, ladies and gentlemen. Gents, it's been a pleasure. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Thanks, Thanks I for back being on. Dallas. Thanks for being on, brother.
0: Yeah, yeah. anytime. It's great. This has been the Metabag Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you again.